Ah, now that feels good. We're finally heading out to the little town of Termalane. We restored the town to work in order, gave the men back his ability to walk, and now we're off to the next adventure. We hear there's a creature a little further north, wreaking havoc in the forest. So it's time to do what we do best. Goodbye, Marta and Termalane. Perhaps we'll meet again someday. But next stop, the Lonely Wood. On today's short quest, long rest. had a very long and uh, discussion about bread having a bit of an internal debate here with the team maybe some of our listeners can help us and uh, get back to us on twitter bread what is bread <laughs> what constitutes bread wow what constitutes uh, yeah, a sandwich yeah <laughs> these are some existential fucking questions we're talking about here like this is tortillas aren't bread if we can answer these don't forget the bread tortillas that was tortillas a, that aren't was a, bread a big uh, consideration in our debate was uh, whether tortillas are bread. <laughs> tortillas are bread. <laughs> Therefore, a taco is a sandwich. They're too flat. They're too flat to be bread. That's not true. That's flatbread. <laughs> flatbread is not as flat as a it's tortilla. The, it's the it's the flattest and of bread. We go again. Can't okay, escape. yeah, we need to get back to the game. <laughs> okay, okay. There is yeah, no escape. Oh. <laughs> Somebody right. save us. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, this is the stupid shit we do when we're not uh. recording, so everybody knows. Like, if anybody thinks there's, like, good discussions going on in our Discord, uh. no. It is no, shit No, so heads up, it's been a 15-minute discussion <laughs> on the nature of bread. <laughs> and people are bread. And hot dogs it, and It started off as a discussion and... about hot dogs and soup. Yeah. Yep, started off hot dogs and soup and vampires, and oh man, we, we got way off track. Yeah... <laughs> Anyway, we tend to fall off the rails pretty quick. (laughs) Very quickly. In fact, I don't even know why trains exist in this universe. Last episode, (laughs) you had wandered into the town of Tourmaline, and on your way to the Lonely Wood, had become distracted by a problem that the town to its immediate south, its nearest neighbor, was having in which a band of kobolds had, through non-violent but threatening violence means, had driven the miners out and taken up residence within the mine. You being the, in some cases, aspiring heroes that you are, in other cases, uh, the aspiring full wallets that you are, opted to assist the town with its problems. You delved into the darkness, had a harrowing encounter with a creature with long tentacles and a pulsating body like a brain with a beak on the front of it, uh, which had seized Rian and nearly uh, claimed his life. You delved further down and met the leader of these kobolds, a strangely well-spoken kobold 
with wooden frame for wings, cloth sails, wearing a satchel, an herbalist pouch on its side. It had spoken to the party and beseeched them to take them to the surface, to introduce them to the town and allow them to work. However, one person in the party, being as insightful as they are, read a bit of menace under that plea. Things were not as they seemed. And when more answers were demanded, the kobolds grew anxious. A fight broke out between the party that was swiftly ended. And as the kobold leader fell back against the rock pile behind it, a specter was left standing in its place and the real fight began. Following the misadventures in the mine, you all returned to Tourmaline and to the inn there, where you had a bit of time to recover from the day's events. You helped a man get back on his feet walking, found an orphaned kobold a new place to work, and set out to the northwest along the southern edge of the Lonely Wood to the town itself. And as you trudge into town, you're starting to see homes built back, in some cases, into the trees. They grow very, very densely to either side these long pines that reach towards the sky, their limbs and boughs heavy with snow. There is a gentle snowfall happening at this time, and with the wind that comes whipping off the lake, it is almost blowing sideways at you. You could see lights in many of the windows down the main street. And distantly, the docks on the edge of that, you know, in some places, frozen lake. You know, it seems like some of the furthest boats are still able to get out. But as you trudge up the street, what is the conversation that is happening here? You guys striking off into the woods? Or are you looking for a place to uh, reconnoiter and win yourself some information? Oh, yeah. Gotta be looking for info. And say, I can't imagine just wandering into the woods trying to go after this thing that we don't even know what's up. So I figure we'll, again, as standard, look for an inn. Or as we, the original plan when we were in Tourmaline, we thought maybe we'd hit a, a sawmill or something like that. But that's a great idea here since we're in the Lonely Wood now where we know their big thing is lumber and commerce like that. Might be a good idea to check out a lumber mill, talk around, see who's in charge, and uh, what they're offering to take this thing down, because we still need to figure out what we're getting paid for this bad devil. Alright. Well, as Bo you show. as you proceed show. along the main drag, unlike in Tourmaline, you're not seeing people outside their homes. There's no hustle and bustle of foot traffic in this very, very quiet town. Uh, you are, however, as you pass occasionally seeing faces peeking out of windows, nervously watching the street and especially the edge of the woods. This seems odd, doesn't it, everybody? 
Isn't it odd that everybody seems to just be hiding inside around here? Yeah, it don't look too good. Yeah, it's just... They really that afraid of this moose thing up here? Like, I thought they had to go out into the woods as they've been coming into town and harassing them? Or is there something else going on? Well, I suppose we should find someone to ask. Aye, it's a good call. Let's see if we can find ourselves a tavern or maybe a, a town hall or something like Let's that around here. with the first one. Let's see what we see. Whatever we come across first seems like a good idea. So as you approach the waterfront, you're able to see about half a dozen or more docks lined up there. The planks extended out into the water, much of them, you know, encased in ice. Several of the boats actually sit in ice, uh, riding low, their hulls heaped with snow. That's a damn shame. You do see off to your left a two-story building that has the look of an inn. You know, it has the the sign with a bed upon it creaking in the wind above the door, but the lights are out. And to the north, opposite direction from this dark-windowed place with its creaky sign, you see a more brilliantly lit two-story building. One where even in the lights that are spilling out of the windows, you see the sign. It is a figure of a man sort of tipping back in his chair, looking like he is going to fall over, precariously balanced on a single chair leg. Can't make out the name of the sign underneath. That looks like my kind of place. I was going to say, between the two of them, this definitely seems like a more welcoming location. This other one doesn't even look like it's open, or just anybody there, nobody to ask. That one looks like it's got a hustle and bustle going on, so I say we head north up to uh, whichever the hell that one is. Mm-hmm. All right, so heading to the north, ignoring for now the seemingly desolate building to the south on the waterfront, you pass a- another building that appears to be, from the sign, a Scrimshander's shop. You know, it has the happy Scrimshander painted underneath and, you know, bright red coloring. And the sign itself, not carved this time, painted a knuckle trout that has a broad smile on its face next to a bit of fishbone that is being carved. Almost like it's watching and approving of the process. A bit dark? Hmm. Really? It's a scrimshander. I love these places. I'd say. Can't hit a port town without somebody having oh, something meant, like uh, this, especially in the islands. The fish smiling about it. Seems oh. like he wouldn't be happy. <laughs> well, uh, iconography is a little different depending on where you are, but uh, but I'm going to probably hit that place on the way out. I want to get me a souvenir. I'd say, that looks... Depending on how they look, say, it's good luck to have a nice little scrimshaw carving on your boat. Wouldn't it be nice? What if we ever, what if we all got our own ship at some point? What if I had my own ship? Sailed us around? What? No. What do you mean, no? No. No. What do you mean, no? The hell is that supposed to mean? That's the opposite of yes. I know (laughs) what no means. Well, then don't ask. I didn't ask why are you saying no to me having a ship. What's wrong with me having a ship? You you can have a ship, yes. <laughs> I was protesting to me being on your ship. I, I like the solid right. ground. Ah, you guys are no fun. 
No, the ocean is no fun. Ah, the ocean's wonderful. Yeah, that's... Well, you have fun. Only... Oh, I will. In that I big thing will. that constantly wants to kill you. Who, Mary? I want to kill him. Oh, the ocean. No, it's like, Mary doesn't want to kill me. Like... Not yet. <laughs> ah. Give it Mary, time. Mary looks offended at that. Yeah, exactly. It's not an insult against you, more him. Yeah, I kind of like put my face up to hers oh. and kind of nuzzle her and be like, ah, she's my sweetie. She didn't hurt me. Yeah, no, I'm really, really careful. Um, you know, you're also delicate. I, I were getting that way compared. As I say, you're getting big. You are getting big. Tender and delicious. I was about to say the same about you. (laughs) Delicious, maybe. Oi. (laughs) So. Is that what your new girlfriend said? Many times. Wow, okay, so. The inn? Yeah, let's go to the inn. (laughs) Go into detail later when the children aren't around. Please, no. If you want to hear the tale. Nope, once credit goes to sleep. Of conquest? Nope. <laughs> conquest. <laughs> <laughs> Miri suddenly perks up at the word conquest. Like... Oh, uh... You mean like a battle? Uh, you know, all sorts. Let's go, keep walking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... A few wounds were sustained. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway... What not to my daughter. <laughs> oh, she has no idea what I'm talking about. She will soon. Aye, but what? She, she's gonna ask. That's the problem. Then I have to. Oh, well, that's your it. problem, isn't it? It is, and you know, I guess at some point it's gonna come up. But wasn't ready for the the birds and how birds do they and the even do don't. that? Do you even know? I don't. I because uh, I, I have don't to read a book or something. We're not we're not going into this right now. To, to, let's 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 go to the well, end. I'm just curious, a curious mind. Let's get let's get a book then, and we'll talk about it. I'll but fine. in the meantime, we'll get a book. Don't you have All a right. book? Well, the sure we one exists. We do have a book, actually. <laughs> we have a book. We actually have a book that's specifically about that. Well, it's, <laughs> it's more fiction than it is. That's true. Biology. Yeah, there's a little bit of little bit of truth in all fiction. Fair. Anyways. So while you're uh, having this conversation, <laughs> Miri's attention has drifted from the banter Thank back and forth God. to the icy lake that you walk along the shore of on your way towards this uh, distant tavern on the north end of town. Beyond the edges of the ice, you can actually see where it becomes open water again, denoted by a, a darkening under the light of the aurora. You could see faintly the lapping waves and the curls of white from the wind whipping it up into a froth. And her eyes are transfixed on that distant sight. But crunching through the snow and some of the dirty mud along the paths here that trace through the town of Lonelywood, You approach that sign of a man balanced precariously on the single leg of a chair. And you see that he is balancing so precariously because a disembodied arm, a hand with a knife in its fist, has taken a swing at him. And he has spilled cards onto his lap. 
And the name of this place underneath says the Lucky Liar. Ah, that's a very complicated sign. Aye, I would have thought it was just called the Felgren. I like it. As you approach and push open the door, a draft of warm air rushes out past you. There's a smell of grease, sausages and potatoes frying. And for all the the darkness and the closeness of the houses where people don't seem to really be leaving their homes, there's a good number of people in here. Entering, you see at least a dozen, almost two dozen men with scraggly beards. Uh, some of them with scars on their cheeks and their hands. In places where their face is scarred, the beard hasn't quite grown in there, so it's all, a couple of them have patchy beards. Others, very broad-shouldered, built like they just spend all of their time lifting and hauling heavy things. There's a very distinctive mix of people here, half of which you recognize, Rian. Half the men half in this I room recognize. and a few of the women that are mixed in have the look of sailors or fishermen. Oh, okay. The rope scars, the hook scars, you know, places where, you know, maybe a finger got caught in netting and a bit of skin torn away. The other half, based on the what you know of the town, accurately assume them to be woodcutters or lumberjacks. It is very interesting that those who tend to go out to sea, although they're built, they have this kind of more wiry appearance to them, whereas those that spend most of their time working on land in the woods are just stacked. They all sit kind of mingled together in their quiet groups. Jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, my people. Oh, yes. Explains the smell. I, oh, and it's a good smell. Well, it's a terrible smell, but it reminds me of home. I think, yeah, he'll uh, he'll stroll up to the bar and kind of wave for everybody to, to join him. Unfortunately, I'm assuming Miri's hanging outside, can't fit through the doors again. Miri has poked her head in, and of the people who have noticed her, Several eyes have turned that direction and are just continuing to sip on their drinks. Mm -hmm. Doesn't seem to be as much surprise as you might have expected at her appearance. Not for sailors, I'd imagine. Still. Might be like seeing a a whale. (laughs) He's like seeing a bronze dragon in the ocean. Peeking its head into a bar up here. On land might be a little less. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, out on the ocean, I could totally see it. Because, yeah, they probably, you know, bronze dragons protect sailors. They fight pirates and protect sailors or all the time. Or they're just so. a stoic lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I think he'll go try to grab uh, some drinks and see if he can't get a table, like, right near the entrance so that Miri can kind of be there with her head poking in. All right. Uh, approaching the bar top, there is a woman behind it with straight black hair that goes about down to her shoulders. Very, very thick. Her skin is a medium bronze color. Out of place with these very pale northerners that have almost surrounded her within this bar. Mm -hmm. And as she sees you enter, she kind of puts aside her work 
and props up an elbow on the bar top. She looks from you to the rest of the party that had entered, and with a very, very slow, obviously southern sort of accent, well, I don't see many of uh, the adventuring type in here. That obvious, huh? You're carrying weapons in a town where the only folk who do that carry a bow and maybe a dagger. Fair. There's something we can do for you. Absolutely. We are actually here to help you guys out. Here you're having a little bit of an issue with uh, a creature in the woods. We're here to get a little more information, see if it's something that might be up our alley. The moose. That's what we've heard. She nods. Why don't you take a seat and I'll bring drinks. Hey, that would be most welcome. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll head over to that, that, uh, like I said, try to grab a table near the front so that, uh, or near the back by the door so that Miri can, yeah, just peek her head in. Maybe by, like, a window. So she could just come to a window and, like, stick her head in the window. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it only takes you a moment as you're kind of, like, you know, checking the available seats. Mm-hmm. There is one to the sort of northwestern side of the building where the window peeks out onto the lake over a table big enough for everyone to be seated. Might get a little cramped. You like you have to steal a chair from one of the adjacent tables to fit everyone in, but excellent. Like I think I'd kind of like snap to get Mary's attention. Be like, "Hey, over here. Come around to this one." And open up the the window for her. As you do, that, that cold wind comes whipping in, and you hear grumbles from the nearby tables, but no one stops you from opening the window as Miri trudges, you could see her through the other windows in the building, around to that side, and her head kind of snakes in, and she rests her chin on the windowsill. <laughs> there you go. That works a little better, doesn't it? Yeah, now my head's warm. There you go. Rolls her eyes. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll find a nice place for you to, to rest tonight that'll be nice and warm as opposed to sleeping Thunder in a barn. Thundering appreciates or... that side of her. Nice, the, the sarcastic side? Yeah. Nice. I the learned it from watching you! The sarcastic <laughs> teenager side. Thanks, Dad. Alright. What are... Dreamer, Tavini, what are you guys doing? Uh, Tavini's just found herself a, a stool to sit on, so she can be kind of high. Easy enough. She's just, you know, watching curiously. She doesn't seem to know what to do at the moment, so she's just watching carefully. Yeah, the uh, the stool that you had to, to snag so that you're able to kind of almost not sit quite at eye level with everyone, but reach the tabletop. Seated on it, your feet are almost touching the underside of the tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> legs are swinging. Yep. Yeah, kicking her legs a little bit so you can hear the chainmail going. <laughs> I love it. All right, Krellick and Dreamer, what about you two? See, Krellick's just 
quietly waiting. It's not really saying much. Dreamer is watching the room. There are reception boy. several curious eyes that are, you know, many people have sort of gone back to their conversation and their drinks, but they are drifting over your direction. And in addition to many of the people in this room having the looks of sailors, the looks of lumberjacks, there isn't an air of hostility here. There is, you know, friendly conversation going on. But there is a tightness around the eyes that you, Dreamer, can pick up. People here are tense about something. You could hear it in their laughter when someone does crack a joke. It's a little too high-pitched, a little too forced. And there are occasional glances toward the nearby windows as if to see outside, though the lights from within make it hard to distinguish anything more than a few feet from those windows. After a short time, the bartender comes by with a tray of drinks. She brings a flagon for each person and even has like a three-quarter sized one that she pushes in front of Tavini. I didn't think you could handle a full one. Hmm. Uh, um, thank you. You'd be surprised. There's one can put away your beer. In fact, she was the only one I think that walked out of the dwarven fort with, uh, with all of her faculties in place. <laughs> yeah. You have been to see the dwarves. Oh yeah, after we uh, scaled Kelvin's cairn. Humble brag. <laughs> yep. Just uh, spreading the legend. And she glances back at the bar a moment, and seeing that there's no one waiting for her goes to one of the tables near you, and after speaking briefly with the people seated there, takes one of their empty chairs and brings it over to make the cramped table that you're all seated around even more cramped. <laughs> she sits down and laces her fingers together in front of herself, just kind of leans on the table. I am Danae. Nice to meet you, Danae. Say, so, this is uh, Lamrian. He points to the group. He's like, this is Fadigran, Tavini, Kralik. And uh, this uh, shiny tall drink of water is Dreamer. Hello. Oh, of course, my daughter Miri kind of hucks a thumb up towards uh, towards Miri's head in the window. Hi. Danae glances at Miri and... Looks as if her fingers twitch a little, as if she's gonna unlace them and reach out, maybe give her a scritch on the nose, and she doesn't. <laughs> uh, so, you have handled jobs for the dwarves. Aye. <coughs> for the and, dwarves. And here. Well, in Tourmaline, at least. Yeah. Tourmaline, Brinchander. Did you name it? We've done it. Is there besides those two things? Anything more we have that needs doing here? There is. You say you've come to hunt the moose. Well, the speaker would offer you work, but seeing you are adventurers, would probably 
see you do it out of the goodness of your hearts. <laughs> Is that the type of adventures you normally get around here? Just a little smile. The ones that don't come back, yes. However, I know she could afford paying adventuring types. Insist on payment, and she will provide. Good to know. I planned on it. I and say, but we're a helpful bunch. But appreciate the information. Her eyes glitter with something that isn't quite humor or amusement as she looks at you, Felgren. Look back. Information has value. Tell me of your journeys of the dwarves and the cairn. Sense motive. <laughs> you go ahead and roll insight. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, I mean, I will roll it. An 18 for Rian? How about... Oh. 12 for Felgren. Okay. Wait. What? She What's is... Insight? Insight She's wisdom. difficult to read. Oh, I'm... However... You are pretty certain, Rian, that she is just looking for information. Her manner of speech is certainly off-putting, and there is an underlying current of menace in her that you don't really get from any of the others here in the tavern. But it jumps out at you as more someone who has lived a dangerous life being unable to tuck that away than someone who is actively looking to work against you. Gotcha. <clears throat> uh, what? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know. We'll do a, uh, we'll do a brief summary. Uh, do you tell her about the tomb that you entered on Kelvin's Cairn? I... Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Rian has no problem talking shit and hyping himself, hyping everybody up. Tavini like, would try to hint at not talking a lot about it, because bringing that up brings up... Yeah, the Paralu yeah, thing and all that. Yeah, Paralu. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll avoid that parts of it and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. As far as, like, just letting her know, like, the badass stuff we've done. I got no problem with that. Like I said, I, I'm kind of all about like spreading our legend a little bit just to, cause <laughs> there's, it's twofold. One is because if we are going to actually start working towards this, we need kind of our name out there too. So when we hit new places, people are like not so apprehensive and been like, so we don't have to start over every new town we go to, to actually have our name out there a little bit. Like, Hey, look at these guys have been doing a good job, blah, blah, blah. And secondly, it's the, oh yeah, the group that has the dragon, don't fuck with them because they're destroying shit. Like, they are <laughs> fucking up the north. So you might think, oh, maybe we should go after that bronze dragon, but probably not the best idea. So you you curb some of the details about the tomb so as not to expose Perilu, but how about the lich? Um, unless anybody's got... Uh... Yeah, why not? We killed the lich. We iced that yeah, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Yep, unless anybody's got uh, any 
bad stuff about it. No, he went, went, like. went in that tomb and slapped a lich. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta slap a lich. How about the God people you found dead atop uh, Kelvin's cairn? Um, I don't know if that would come up. I think it would be more like our highlights mm-hmm. of like, we went in this place, we defeated the giant lich and met with the, the, the great hero, artist Simber, and peaked the, te- the, the thing and fought the avatar of... Yeah, this uh, is more blah, blah, about blah. a this is more a resume. You don't talk about corpses on a resume. Gotcha. Exactly. That's kind of how I'm going. <laughs> okay. like it's, okay. it's, it's our highlight reel of how badass. Like watching the aurora on the the mountaintop after defeating an avatar of a god and clearing the halls of black ice and fighting against madness to you know to defeat an evil corrupted druid and giving the the dwarves their hall back and shit like that. Like. All the all the sweet stuff that you'd put in okay. a, like a, a a anime intro. We need a bard. <laughs> <laughs> you all have right. a Rian. That's the best you get. And I, I got a Felgren. He, you're more of a bard than I am. So after it takes an hour or so to just sort of <clears throat> you know vomit up everything that you've done so far, all these amazing feats yeah, that get a little loud too, so other people can hear it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the pair of you. Either, well, working off one another, give me performance checks, or when do you roll with advantage? I, well, it depends. What do you want to do? I'm not great. Mine's plus four. I'm plus five, so I can give you the advantage if you want to go with that. Well, yours is higher. Oh, plus three. I'm sorry. Plus three. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry. I mean, sure. Why not? He he usually kind of. Yeah, I can see it like himself up anyway. As I say, I could see me starting it, and then you being like, "You're telling it all wrong." And then like, <laughs> no, 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 that's not that what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, Putting on a performance. Oof. Seventeen, not bad. Seventeen, okay. So, yep. uh, toward the end of the hour, when you reach arriving in the lonely wood and sitting down here at the tavern, mm. and uh, you know. The rest of the party, they've heard this before. They experienced it. So you guys have just been able to enjoy your drinks, kind of take in the tavern and the view of the lake out the window past Miri's head, what little of it you can see. You have also been able to notice that the tables nearest yours, many of the people that have been sitting around kind of having their own conversations at some point or another over the past hour, have taken to listening to this story. Some of them, like, actively turning their chairs in the direction to give Felgrin and Rian their full attention. Others continuing to drink and converse amongst themselves, but you you can tell that they have an ear trained on the conversation at hand. And... As it reaches its conclusion, Danae, who has sort of been wrapped this entire time, sits back and takes those laced fingers in front of her and kind of rests them across her stomach. Well, uh, that is quite the story. I was. I think you should definitely demand payment. <laughs> I think Reed actually chuckles to that. And 
I see. And she sort of turns her head to one side, where behind her, over her shoulder, though she has kept her attention on you two the entire time, out of her periphery even, she now focuses on a halfling that joined about halfway through the tail and has been standing around very anxiously. That the speaker's lackey has come to collect you. Time to get to work already, eh? Convenient. She nods, and uh, this, what you see behind you, dressed in, you know, very, very thick furs, the hood pushed back from his face, a round-cheeked halfling, very cheery-looking little guy, who is shifting from foot to foot, with his hands in his pockets, looking very nervous under Danae's stare. He takes one of his hands out of his pocket and raises it to you. Uh, hi, I'm Scoop. I'm, as she said, here to uh, pick you up for the speaker. You're uh, heroes, yeah? Uh, I don't know about all of that, but uh, we're definitely men for the job. And ladies. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Tavina just gives a little wave. She's already finished her, her drink. Yeah, girl. Slam it down. Who knows the next time we're going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, uh, well, I'm her son, and uh, let me let me bring you there, huh? Sounds like a plan. Lead the way, Scoop. Zoinks, Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks. Zoinks. Zoinks indeed, Scoop. Uh, yeah, as you, as you get up from the table to follow Scoop, Danae catches your elbow, Felgren. Mm -hmm. And she looks at you and she looks pointedly at the empty drinks in front of you. Who? <laughs> yeah, could you get that, Felgren? Mm. Just wanders out. How much? <laughs> you, uh, pay two gold and I can see you in your cups when you get back just fine. He'll, uh, nod and kind of smirk and uh, fish out two Two gold. <clears throat> she tucks them into a, uh, a breast pocket. I'll see you when you get back. Hopefully. And then he just kind of locks out. Hopefully they don't get killed by a big moose. <laughs> In that ah. case, she's made a tidy profit, huh? True. There you go. <laughs> it's quite the strat. Yep. So, good investment. Good but, investment. But he'll catch up with the group. Hello. Oh, hi. I'm Kapesk Mirik, but you can call me Miri. You said something about a cat? <sighs> oh, a rat. Ask Green about them sometime. He loves those. He's been showing me RatTrapGames.com's flexible game mats for GMs, books, dice, and more. And they look easy to use even with claws. I fell in love with a shirt on there with a wingless dragon saying, I bite. That's what I do. I think I persuaded Rian to get it for me, especially since he can save 10% of his gold with the code SQLR21. You should visit them too at rattrapgames.com and save yourself the hassle of painting or assembling your new scenics. If you like a good fight, they're sure to make your life easier.
And Scoop leads you back past the happy Scrimshander. And it almost seems like he's going to take you to that, you know, desolate inn that you had seen when you first arrived. But then he hangs a left back onto the main drag. Past a large home that, though lit, you had previously passed. Mm-hmm. He leads you into a fenced-in yard where there's a small garden shack. There's a garden that is an iced over. You can see the little, like, picket lines to mark the different planting boxes. And the place, two stories, which many of the buildings here aren't. They're kind of shorter. And this is one of only a handful that even have a second story. Many, many windows. Very cheerily lit. And... As Scoop sort of pushes open the door and there's that rush of warm air past you, you hear uh, sort of over the head of this young halfling man the laughter of a few children and the pattering of feet. And you see coming out of one doorway, crossing the hall in front of you, not even paying attention to you, and through another doorway on the left-hand side of the building, a pair of halfling children, one racing the other. A boy in front with a very conspicuous doll under his arm. And a little halfling girl who is chasing after him in a huff. Give it back, Denny! Scoop chuckles a little to himself as he he leads you inside to what appears to be a very well-appointed kitchen. The floor in here is polished wooden boards. There is a cheery hearth at the very, very large fireplace and a black grill across the fire there. Uh, There is a wood top stove and both of these sort of combine their chimney and, you know, it goes up the center of the house. There are herbs hanging everywhere that you can see and more cabinets than you would probably think a halfling family knows what to do with until you notice the stool with its rollers that they can just kind of move about. There is a very elderly looking uh, halfling woman there, her hair pulled back into a white bun. She's got spectacles on her face that hang low. She occasionally pushes them up and is wearing a floral print dress. She has a white apron in front of her, again with a sort of frilly hem that is dusty with flour. And she seems to have just finished a tray as she's pulling out of the wood stove oven. Uh, Little gingerbread men, but shaped like halflings. There is a table there, set for at least a dozen people. Or, you know, with seats enough for it, not set. And as she finishes pulling these cookies out of the oven, she glances over her shoulder. Oh, why don't you uh, take a seat? If you'd be so kind, I'll be with you in a moment. (laughs) I guess we get comfy in for a moment. I guess we do. And the uh, elderly halfling takes her time very, very creaky as she, you know, draws first one tray of cookies out of the oven and then the other. And starts placing them on a cooling rack. And you can see that there's a second cooling rack that already has some cookies on it. That she starts loading onto a plate. 
as you all sit yourselves around this low table here. Uh, and it is low. Dreamer. Knees up to the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very obviously halfling-sized home here. And you could hear distantly the pounding still, the pattering of small children's feet as they kind of race up onto the second story and you hear them thump 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 running overhead. <laughs> but after a few minutes, this elderly woman in her flower print dress and apron comes to the table and pushes a heaped plate of cookies into the middle of the table. I sent my son to find uh, heroes. I didn't think he would find them so quick. Gives you a broad grin as she sits down at the table. Well, I don't know if heroes is the word. Or more, uh, swords for hire. Oh, well, that's all right. <laughs> you, uh, here, have a, have a cookie. She pushes the plate towards you. Does look wonderful. So Frederick just takes one immediately. Yeah. Starts eating it. I think Rian mm. takes one and then takes one and puts it in his pocket for Mary. Just, just, just not at all suspicious. Well, well, uh... Of the poisonous cookies. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that you took the time to come and see us here. What and, uh, I thought she was going to say cookie. I appreciate nice. you taking the cookie, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, passes out. Oh, um... <laughs> As I'm sure you've heard, uh, we have a bit of a problem with a foul creature in the woods. I, I heard you're, you're having trouble with a great white moose out there, huh? Oh, I wouldn't call it great unless it's to say it's been a great pain to the hunters we've sent out. Bless them, some have not come back. I. That's what we've heard also. So we have hunters come up here to hunt the simple moose and they don't come back from... Oh, some do. Come back with stories of not having seen the beast or of seeing normal moose out there. Those are the beast encounters. All that's ever found of them is a bloodied corpse. Oh, okay. How do you know it well, is a moose? somewhere. What was that, dear? Speaking in my good ear. Oh. She turns her head the other way. Uh, sorry, um, uh, how how do you know it is a moose if everyone who sees it, uh, uh dies? Well, early on, uh, when it was first attacking the loggers, it would come upon a band of men that only a handful might survive. Speaking of a large white moose, bigger than you might expect. It's antlers with tips like daggers. It's hide painted with the blood of those it had stomped to death. Gristle hanging from its rack. Uh, very distressing. So, when did the moose first start showing up and attacking people? Do you remember when the first attack happened, or where it happened? About what time that was? Uh, it started a, a few months ago, and the attacks have remained consistent 
throughout. They were worse when we had more people in the woods. Now anyone that attempts to enter uh, the past two months have made it a deadly place and with so few entering the woods now you have people hiding in their homes thinking it might pursue its bloodthirst into town. So that's why the people are hiding. Hmm. Did you start logging in a new area? Perhaps. Moose are very territorial. No, uh... We've continued our operations as we have since this town was first founded by the Sembian family. Uh, nothing has quite changed. Just the addition of this creature. Okay, so no new areas, but all of a sudden he just showed up in the woods, started attacking folk. Very interesting. Don't suppose you have any local legends or something similar to this? It goes back. And she tips her chair back and looks up towards the ceiling with a very thoughtful expression and starts tapping her chin. And as she does, the footsteps that you hear overhead, you know, the kids racing about up there, you hear them pound, 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 pound pounding down some stairs somewhere else in the house. And now there are four halfling children that come tumbling into the room. <laughs> And when I say tumbling, it is a heap of boys, three of them, being followed by the same girl that you had seen before, who now has her doll, uh, looking no worse for wear, sort of clutched in her arms. Is Scoop among them, or is that, like, there's four separate from Scoop? Four separate from Scoop. Jiminy Christmas, there's much kids in this house. They come tumbling into the room, play-wrestling. In the heap, you see the boy that had previously had the uh, little girl's doll in his arms. You know, takes one of the boys, like, pushes his head to the floor, looking very triumphant, until the other one grabs him from behind and sort of does, like, you know, falls backwards as just dead weight to pull the sort of bigger, bullier brother off of the other one. And, uh... Advanced strats. The speaker doesn't really seem to pay them any mind until they bump the table. At which point, she goes from looking thoughtfully at the ceiling to a death glare at them. There you go. Which mom. all the boys immediately stand straight up, completely mute. Uh, sorry, Grandma. And go bolting into the other room. <laughs> uh, Followed by a very smug-looking little girl, who kind of, like, closes the door behind her, but she's still smiling at the table as she does, like, thank you. Lauren <laughs> just nods in approval. <laughs> that one's going to go far. With the snows being the way they are, it's hard on them. Folk like you and I, we've had the sun in our lives. A long time. A girl as young as her, she talks about it sometime, asks about it as if she's not sure it was real. Hmm. Like a myth? She nods. As to your question of local myths that might have uh, assisted in this matter, I do recall 
at this area long before is said to have been populated by elves. Interesting. Uh, our hunters occasionally have reported back finding runes of theirs, but never anything substantial. Sorry, I can't be of more help in the matter. Nope. This is good information. We appreciate it. As far as out in the woods, who's the best person to talk to as far as uh, getting the lay of the land, knowing exactly where we should go, where we should be looking? Oh. Uh, unfortunately, the hunters are out at this time. So I don't think they would be of much assistance to you. Understood. Well... I guess this is pretty standard for what we do normally, and so it's not like we get a ton of information. Yes, now, um, I have to warn you, we are uh, not a particularly wealthy town with the logging business, uh, you know, taking a dive since this beast's arrival, but uh, perhaps I can persuade you to help us otherwise? She reaches out and pushes the plate of cookies closer to the rest of the party. <laughs> He'll take I another one. I'm, nah, well, <laughs> I'm good. Um, but They are good. They are good. They were, it was actually very good. I saved nearly <laughs> one. But, uh... <laughs> understood. Well, if you don't have, uh... The monetary ability to help. And I think he kind of looks around like at this like nice, big, lavish house with friggin' four or six kids in it <laughs> running around. Who weren't uh, looking particularly skinny. Yeah, exactly. They, they were not, <laughs> looked like they weren't fighting to get a get a meal. Um, but like, well, I mean, if, uh, if you can't do it monetarily, is, uh, is there anything else you might be able to help provide us? It's not so much that we're trying to take but as you know it's a little difficult to survive up here we're trying to do our best to help as much as we can but doing it for free is going to get us killed and we're just trying to keep ourselves fed keep ourselves protected keep ourselves stocked and do as much good as we can well you could always um, sell the moose's carcass here in town something that size might bring uh, ten gold mm, and ten uh, gold. there is she holds up a quivering finger the matter of the uh, the ram shackle huh? okay what's the ram shackle we've an inn in town which has been closed the last two years and uh with no one to care for the property has fallen into disrepair. But a pair of, or I should say a band of strapping youths like yourselves. <laughs> no And <fucking laughs> she glances at Krellick <laughs> uh, for the most part. <laughs> should be well off in, you know, making the place a, uh, an investment property here in the north wait okay actually out of character are we seriously about to get a fucking in is this let <laughs> if me <you> want. <laughs> be clear are you giving us that for this 
Yes, the uh, previous Deal. owner. Krillik's at one hundred percent attention. Yeah, <laughs> like I think I think Rian's like wide-eyed a little bit. Like they're just getting in. He just like I think he'll just kind of turn to Felger and he's like, even if we just sell the real estate, it's, it it's, doesn't. It's, it doesn't matter. He just holds his hand out yeah. for her to shake it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like even even if we just sell the real estate, it's worth way more than it, yeah. And just she broke down the lumber. She seems a little. Uh, taken aback that you accepted so readily without her explaining anything about the property and reaches out a hand and shakes it in a very in a firm grasp for how flimsy she looks uh mm -hmm. what happened to the yeah, I thought so. previous owner oh uh, and she looks awkward and kind of pushes her glasses up on her nose oh that shit's haunted <laughs> I suppose we should ask that. Oh, first. I didn't even think of that. Oh shit! I got so excited about owning a tavern. I just like the previous <laughs> uh, owner uh, is thought to have uh, hung himself inside two years oh, ago. That's okay. But uh, some of the locals here believe that uh, it was staged. We've been using it for lumber storage, but anyone. Interested in refurbishing and reopening it? You're welcome to try. I mean, it's really not the first undead or ghost we've even fought. Like, even if it was haunted. Well, no, you take it and own it. What was, what was the previous owner's uh, name? He went by De Groots. De Groots. Yeah, he never gave, in his years here, a first name. Just degroots. Interesting. Uh, not so much. This town is uh, one of the last stops on the road from the south, if you catch my drift. And as many people as come to this town to hide or to the dale for their exile, we are for those who want to be the furthest, furthest from civilization. And uh, a man like that hiding his identity is not so unbelievable. He he was a uh, a a human. Yes. And and he uh, w w was he buried? Well, he's not hanging there still. If that's what you're worried about. No, I I mean um. Uh, where was he buried? So, so we can pay respects. There's a large pine in the yard of the ramshackle. And we buried him in the roots. Ah, okay. The roots and the roots. Yeah. Had to, uh, wait a while for the, uh, the summer thaw. But they got him in. <laughs> Took a bit of doing. And yeah. just break a few legs, but we got him in there. This lady is so fucking shady. <laughs> You're Except an Icewind you. Dale. I know, yeah. but as soon as she said that, like, she raises that, like, little twitchy, like, frail finger, I was like, she is hamming this shit up. There is no. And they like said she looked, like shook her hand all hard. I was oh, like, I, knew this. I don't it... know what you mean. I'm oh, so old. There's no money. 
Why do you think that the tavern owner is like, yeah, no, she's got money. You should ask. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's, uh, this is fantastic. I, oh man. Oh man. We got to start thinking of a name, but anyways, um, the hanged man. Oh, it's so good. God damn it. That's so good. Yep. The lucky liar and the hanged man. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Though. Let's. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, we could go back and get the cobalt. He can work there. Like, we got <laughs> she. But yes. Oh, that's right. Is was Greg a she? Yes, Greg was she. Oh. Um. Okay. But yes, we we probably have gotten swindled. But. Nah, it'll be. Trust me, it'll. Oh, not trust me. Don't trust me. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But uh, but this is exciting. I am so. I am. I'm here for this. Do, I like it. Do we have yeah. to pay? Um. Uh, tax on this property if, uh, if we do this uh, job up here there's a, a small amount needed for the upkeep of the town not so much as you would find in the south where they build fanciful cities and it is not rent it is not Rent it, it is, it would be... No, you would, you would own. Oh. I have the, the deed still. Uh, with no one to claim it from his family. You know, it's just available. Yeah, I was gonna say, Rian's like, he's like, so we're in the, we're doing this, right? Oh, we yes. Gotta, like, yes. huddles everybody up, they're like, we're doing this, we're, we're gonna, I, I've always wanted to own my own tavern. Like, that is, that is like... Didn't Felgrin already shake on it? Yes. <laughs> I know, but we're it's, in. We can, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Felgrin's word doesn't mean much. I we can I can hand wave that if we need to, but uh, he shook her hand. Okay. Excellent. Cool. Um. Well, if you would see to that matter, I will be here with deed in hand when you get back. So. Just to clarify, you just want the beast out of your woods and not killing your people, correct? Correct. Cool. The thing's murderous. Oh, I agree. I understand completely. I hope you're uh... prepared to deal with it. Um. Take care of it. I we've we've handled. Maybe not this specific, but we've handled things of similar nature. No, never, uh... never a moose. Yeah, uh, mooses are new. On say specifically, liches, gods, uh, or avatars of gods. I should probably be more specific with that. Uh, yeah, undead sharks. Yeah, undead shark. Oh, oh yeah, we didn't she, tell you about that. It was anyway, mentioned. We can we can tell her <laughs> later. So we have a deal. Yes, we have a deal. Excellent. Excellent indeed. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. I suppose we should go find a moose. He grabs another cookie. <laughs> grab another one, stuck it in his yeah, mouth. Rian grabs another cookie, yep. I can Takes like get three more and puts them in his pockets. A bag if you want. Uh, oh no, this is fine. Yes, no, please. Fine. Oh, okay. Tavini wants a bag. Alright, dear. Come with me and help me pack some of these for your friends. Tavini nods and uh, hurries to help. And, uh, as the others, you know, 
what are you guys doing here in this kitchen as you're, uh, as Tavini is over helping to prep some cookies to go? I think Rian is excitedly like, what are we going to name it? We're going to use our own tavern. What are we going to name the tavern? I'm thinking like the the Lucky Fisherman. What do you think about that? No. No? Nothing? No, okay. no, no okay. more fish, I'm fish just, names. I'm spitballing. I'm working. I'm, I'm just spitballing. We're, we're A man hanged it. himself inside. Isn't it obvious? Uh, the, 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 the dead sailor. The hang. There's no. Si- Not everything has to be about sailors. I, I don't understand what you just said. Dead man tell no ales. That's not bad. <laughs> That's actually. It's a little punny. But well, the hanged I... man Ooh. is the obvious choice. A tavern has to play on its history. I that's what you see. see. I and that's really good. That's really good. Wow, that's right off the dome. Wow. You know, sometimes I don't give you enough credit. There, grin. That was good. And I know you're expecting another follow-up asshole comment after that. But there isn't one. That was just good. Keep it in your pants. I'm wet. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> I had to fight not making a joke out of that. <laughs> Took well. everything in me. They're like, you don't know how excited about this uh, this tavern I am. Uh, but... <laughs> no. But... Look, I've been in a lot of taverns. Seen a lot of names. Hi. And you, if there's a an atrocity, which there might have been, mm-hmm. kind of need to own it. Hi. Before no. you know, it scares people off. Hi. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. I love it. All right. So as this conversation is happening at the table, uh, Tavini. Mm-hmm. You and the speaker, she has gone through her drawers. She's taken out a, a roll of wax paper that, you know, she gives you a pair of scissors to cut to shape as she is fishing around in drawers for twine and eventually finds it. And together, you guys are able to pack up a dozen gingerbread halfling cookies. Gingerbread halfling cookies? Yeah, they're like they're smaller... they're little they're little halfling gingerbread men. Yeah, that's how she uh, described them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. They're little like fun sized versions yeah. of gingerbread men. That's awesome. I imagine like animal crackers with gingerbread. Really that weird. is <laughs> so tight. much fun. <laughs> and uh, Tavini, make me a persuasion check to try and get the recipe out of her. <laughs> nice. Not I believe in you, Tavini. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. You're going to nail it, and we're going to get gingerbread all the time now. It's going to be our thing. We're going to sell it at the... Uh... Oh. <laughs> three minus one. Mm. Yeah, three minus one. All How right. Did not... Davini's so sweet. How does she not have a great charisma? Because she's modifier? awkward. She's yeah. very awkward. So as you are fumbling through a request for the recipe, being being bold... You know, Tavini, she she can be bold in battle to protect her friends, but in conversation, it. it is not her battleground. <laughs> nice. And after a moment, the speaker 
kind of arches an eyebrow at you. Uh, you'll be just around the corner, dear. I can always bring some over. And she pats you on the cheek. And then, like, that third one is, like, she, like, pats twice, and then the third one's, like, a nice big slap. Like, you're doing, like, Italian mafia movies. Tumini just kind of giggles. <laughs> okay. The moose has been suspected and witnessed stalking loggers from the trees. You might find its tracks, though it will be difficult with the constant snow. It has not come into town yet. Not so far as anyone has witnessed. Hmm. That is uh, uh, good. Now let me see you out. She follows you, sort of ushering you in front of her to the front door. And as you do, across your path sprints the little girl, now giggling madly. <laughs> as she has a uh, what appears to be a hard rubber ball in hand. And she sprints into one of the rooms off to the side with all three of the boys behind her shouting at her to give it back. <laughs> and you hear glass break in there. Oof. And then just dead silence of, of children who know that they've fucked up. Yeah. God, I wish I could cast haste on her. <laughs> nice. And I can cast Expeditious Retreat on her. It's a waste of a spell slot. The Kralik's just yeah, smiling. He enjoys that sound. <laughs> the kids play <laughs> Krellick's ASMR is just him listening for an hour uh, to glass breaking. It was more the children playing. Someone plan B to vase. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, at the sound of it, the speaker stops in the hallway behind you. Uh, you can see yourselves out, can't you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you for taking care of this matter, she says as she's rolling up her sleeves and <laughs> making for that doorway. Yep, Krillik knows that look. He's heading right outside. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he is qu uh, very quietly and quickly excused themselves out of the house. Godspeed. <laughs> so, as you leave the warmth and the comfort of the large, you know, halfling home of the Speaker Nimsy. You're hit by that cold again, that constant wind off the lake and the sideways flurries of snow. And with it, on that wind, comes the creaking of the pine forest to your north and, you know, some trees to the south across the street from you. But, uh, how is the, the approach here? Are you guys picking a, a spot to plunge into the wood? Are you just gonna go wander around in there, or what is the... Uh, plan of operation here. I think I would turn it over to Dreamer for the most part. Yeah, and see what he thinks. Tavini will mention what Nimsy told her right at the end there. Ah, oh, the, the speaker mentioned that uh, that the moose might have left tracks at the edge of the wood, uh, chasing loggers. Hmm. Well, seems like a good place to start, Dreamer. I, it seems like it's Dreamer's domain. Hey, Dreamer, you talk to those things? I can today. 
Well, I suppose we better find some tracks. All right. If you can uh, at least get us on the right path there, I just can't help but feel that this thing's got like moose. I don't just even like a big moose just taking people down so easily. Just just reeks of like something magical, something something beyond this world. It just doesn't. I just can't imagine. I don't care how big this moose is. Just to rend. I mean, moose are tough. I get it, but just to rend people left and right like they're nothing, killing people all the time. Like they talk about the the gristle on its its horns from the people. It's it's answers like daggers. A moose like, can kill someone easily, but you would think with a coordinated effort they could take it down. I, At least a, a normal one. Exactly. The hunters have come up here. I'm not going to say in droves, but they've talked about like it's it's been several hunters that have come up here to try. And you're telling me none of them could. This thing is just too smart, too strong, too too good. Now it waited all of these different hunters. There's something behind the scenes here. Aye, exactly. It feels like there's something otherworldly. I think this might actually be on the path we're looking. You know, we talked about uh, finding some clues towards what's happening with the darkness, mm. and this uh, this might actually be something. Could be. We'll find Could out. Be. Only one way to find out. Could just be a big white moose. Ah, that's true. Might just be a bunch of idiots coming up here trying to hunt it. Like, got a little too full of themselves, but I guess we'll see. All right. May I get a survival check from Dreamer. Oh, boy. Yeah, Dreamer, I believe in you. Uh, Tavini is going to cast Guidance as they head nice. into the woods. And just keep casting it every few minutes. Alrighty. What I'll need is for the first hour of searching, I'll need that survival check. Adding, I believe. Adding guidance. You. All right. Don't. I believe you can track. That's not yeah. probably oh, yeah. too. Four. All right. Hells yeah. Max on the D4. 22. 22. So now, can you roll me a 1D6? <laughs> Ooh. Is it? And, and they'll good. Or uh, four. Four is the worst number. Four is the worst possible number. Four is Always the worst is. possible number? Okay. So it takes you about an hour as you kind of skirt the edge of the woods along town and you go a little deeper in for you to find a set of tracks that look as if they belong to a moose. And after following these for two hours, you start to see something large and dark moving through the trees. You can hear distantly, about a hundred feet ahead of you, the snorts of something snuffling in the brush. It is too far for you to make out exactly what you're looking at in your dark vision. I will get everyone to stop. Does I he do like the the military thing? Nope. No. Oh, okay. like power to you. Oh, never mind. He'll just turn around and say. There's something up ahead. If it's an animal, I might learn something, but I need a few minutes. Well, okay. You have it. 
Hey, you know, say, we're trusting you, buddy. Do what you got to do. Alright. To be. And I am going to. Sorry. She's just going to murmur another prayer of guidance. Okay. For Dreamer as he heads off. Just don't Aurora this. <laughs> I'm not running ahead. I'm going to ritually cast Speak with Animals. Is that what we're calling it now? Aurora this? <laughs> it is. Well, that's what I'm calling okay. it. I love it. <laughs> don't so you're going to spend it. a couple minutes to cast that? Yep. All right. And have you cast Dark Vision on yourself? Not yet. If I need to, I will. It's fairly dark. You're just barely able to make out the shape of whatever you're approaching. Okay. Then once I complete Speak with Animals, I will cast Dark Vision. All right. And let me take you to the uh, the map that we're going to be on right now. Oh, snap. Death map. <laughs> death map. De- death map? Who said anything about a death map? I see it's deathmap.jpg. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dreamer, you find yourself descending a slope into what appears to be a valley here. Fairly small, you know, the cliff walls around you are only about 20 feet high or so. It's this depression in the middle of the wood with large trees dotted all about. Uh, There's a rock between you and the thing that you're approaching. But you can see the curve of a rack of antlers. It appears to be snuffling in some bushes and as you approach... You hear the creak of tree limbs and watch as this creature has like stuck its head into a bush and bitten down and is tugging to get something free. And uh, though the token looks like a giant goat, you find yourself creeping up on a dark brown moose that is just kind of trying to find whatever sustenance it can in this brush. And as it is tugging, it notices you, and it just freezes in place. I'll give it a little wave. Hello. As you say hello, its eyes widen even more. And it is still just frozen in place. And it chews a little on the branch that it has in its teeth. And you can see from this low bush, a couple of leaves desiccated from having been under the snow for so long come free and it finally you know releases and starts chewing uh hi <laughs> something i can do for you have you seen a large white moose like yourself uh yeah i have Still just kind of chewing on his mouthful of leaves that he'd pulled free. Could you tell me where they are? Oh, he's, uh, he's a little further to your northwest here. You've, uh, passed him a little. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, would you like a berry? And he kind of perks up at that. Uh, I've not seen berries since, uh, the last spring. It's true. There's not many like it. 
But I've got one for you. And can I come closer to you? And he watches that giant rack sort of dips a little in a in a nod. It's a very ponderous gesture. I will magnificent. carefully approach the moose. As you approach, he is massive. As tall as you are, you don't even come up to his shoulder. Yep. <laughs> yep, they are fucking huge. Yes, they are. And when there's maybe like fifth, like some distance between us, I'm going to set it down like on top of the snow and then back away. As you do, watching him, every exhalation of breath is just this steamy snort in the cold. And he dips his head again and those, that rack of antlers is still pointed towards you as he sort of starts coming forward a little, his lips moving in anticipation of picking up the berry. The antlers do crowd you out a little and you have to back up some for him to be able to reach it. And he sort of lips it up into his mouth and starts chewing. You hear the almost squishy crunch of a ripe, crisp berry between his teeth. You got any more? Are there more of you? Is it just you and the white... Oh, there's a few moose and, uh, out here in the woods, and, uh, you know, a uh, couple of the ladies, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more that I can spare, and I will set it down and back away again. And as you do, and he's kind of, you know, muzzling forward to try and pick it up, you catch something out of the corner of your eye on the right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> a small, dark shape crouched low beneath the brush. And as you turn in the corner of your dark vision, and now you're looking that direction, your passive perception, even in dim light, is high enough to spot the four furred bodies, glistening white teeth, and hungry eyes that are all fixed on the moose who is still muzzling to get at the berry that you had left on the ground. And as they seem to realize that they've been spotted, they start to rush forward. And we are going to roll initiative. Initiative.